This is Chronic Victory Podcast number 53. I'm your host, David Montez. It's Friday. The date, I guess, is irrelevant, but it's in April, and my house is filled with Barbies because both kids are home today. Hooray! So if you hear any, like, screaming or unicorn noises, whatever that may be, I don't know what a unicorn really does. Hopefully it just neighs. Oh, I already hear footsteps. That's my kids. So here we are. Number 53, and I'm going to open up with uh, a little something that Epictetus said a long, long time ago. We cry to God Almighty, how can we escape this agony? Fool, don't you have hands? Or could it be God forgot to give you a pair? Sit and pray your nose doesn't run, or rather, just wipe your nose and stop seeking a scapegoat. What the hell does that mean, you ask? Well, Succumbing to the self-pity and the woe is me narrative. I don't think that accomplishes anything. I think it accomplishes nothing. So maybe it does accomplish something. Nothing except sapping you of energy and motivation. You need to do something about your problems. So we have a choice. Do we focus on the ways we've been wronged? Or do we use what we've been given and get to work? Do we get active in our own rescue? And if you care for yourself at all, do we do it while we still have time, while we can? And somebody that made that choice and somebody that I admire and that happens to live close to me, which is cool because I just found him on Instagram, is with me today. He is Andy whatever he wants his last name to be today, but it's Evans. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, How's thanks it? for being here, man. Yeah, I'm super, super excited to um, be here. And yeah, like David said, we uh, kind of stumbled across each other on Instagram. And, uh, you know, we're both of the same mindset, you know, when it comes to um, yes, chronic illness and uh, disease and winning in life. And uh, yeah, just super stoked to be here. Yeah, either we're both very stubborn or we both are just relentless i like to go with the latter <laughs> it's definitely both i think <laughs> i think it's maybe hopefully it's a healthy dose of both i think we need oh, yeah. to be stubborn enough not to just kind of let things steamroll us and and oh yeah, down. yeah. Ab- ab- absolutely yeah and of course we have our down times yeah yeah and that's that's something that i definitely want to uh want to get into is like how to you know or how i at least dealt with a lot of the really really dark times in my own, you know, like from my own diagnosis and in my own, in my own life, you know, coming from disease, but we can get into that later. So, and I don't, so I don't, I don't usually, we can just jump right into it. I don't usually ask for people's story so much. It's more like, I always say, I more, I care more about like what you're doing and like the story is always important. Um, Like that's always important information to know, but I think for you, I kind of want to get the story. Uh, if you don't mind, just get a little more yeah. of the story because yours is still like, like you're a young dude, and not that that matters about your chronic illness, but um, it's still all like really active and unfolding. Yeah, and that like with other people that I talk to, there it's been going on a lot longer. It's kind of like gotten to this i don't want to say like comfortable place but it's kind of like calmed down so to speak yeah but yours is still a lot of trial and error and 
you learned a lot of new cool stuff that you're going to kind of educate me on. That's that's part of the reason why you're here. The other part is just <laughs> cool and nice dude. Yeah, oh, but, thanks. Yeah, um, it's true though. But yeah, because if you don't mind, if you just want to, I don't know if you have some sort of timeline in your head and obviously you can't hit everything, but if you yeah. give us a um, little more of your story because it's, it's relevant to kind of where we're going to go with um, functional medicine and all that, which we could talk about later. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, and and the thing you know about me is that I'm I'm super super open with people. I mean, I I have my own YouTube channel where I, you know, I document my entire journey. Um, you know, not since my diagnosis, but since I started to pursue functional medicine, I decided to start a video series and essentially document myself where you know I was when I started and where I am now, which is it's been about a year and a year and some change uh, ever since I started this journey of, uh, of, uh, healing with functional medicine, but essentially I was diagnosed, uh, with ulcerative colitis in uh, 2017, which is a chronic inflammatory condition of the large intestine. And, uh, for those that, um, have UC or, uh, maybe Crohn's or diverticulitis or really anything that affects the digestive system, uh, you know, that it absolutely blows, uh, like a lot, <laughs> Uh, because it ruins, you know, kind of two of the things that are, you know, some of the most like satisfying and like primal um, things in life, uh, which is eating and pooping, right? I mean, like everyone loves having a good poop and everyone loves having a good meal. Uh, and both of those are effectively ruined. Um, and so, um, <clears throat> yeah, I was diagnosed in uh, 2017 and uh, things were very, very mild to start. Um, so I was actually a little bit skeptical about the diagnosis, uh, because I would look up the symptoms and, you know, people lose a whole ton of weight and they become anemic and, you know, blah, blah, blah. They can't keep any food down if you have Crohn's, whatever. And, you know, my symptoms were very mild. So I thought, you know, like maybe I'm getting blessed by God or, you know, like maybe the doctors are wrong, you know, like maybe it's not, um, maybe it's not what they say it is. Uh, but of course with inflammatory conditions, um, they, almost always progress. And it kind of was, you know, off and on until about mid uh, 2018 when things started to pick up a little bit. And that's when I actually started to pursue um, naturopathic medicine. So not quite functional medicine yet, but naturopathic medicine. Um, and we saw some success there with some diet tweaks and things like that, but nothing really like life-changing. Um, and uh, things actually reprieved a bit in uh, to 2019. And, uh, at this point I was like, you know what I had, I graduated high school the year before. And so I had taken a gap year and I was like, you know what, I'm feeling good. I want to go to college. And so, you know, my symptoms were almost non-existent. I was feeling pretty good. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to college. So I ended up going to, uh, UW Whitewater. I got in there. I was going to be studying, uh, uh, computer science for whatever reason. And, um, basically I ended up having a stressful day one day and I was, I, I remember this so clearly. I was just sitting on my futon, uh, in my dorm room and I was having a stressful day from class or something like that. Um, and I felt something shift in my gut, uh, to where, you know, I'd, I'd been feeling good the whole time. I'd been eating like crap. And then just that one stressful moment shifted something in my gut to where, I was like, holy crap, I need to go to the bathroom right now. And everything just started to fall apart. Just this inflammatory cascade just built on itself to where I was asymptomatic to where 
like within a couple weeks, um, I was essentially back in a full fledged flare. I was missing class. I was missing track practice cause I was on the track team. Um, and it, it just completely fell apart to the point where I had lost all of the gains that I thought I had made. Um, <clears throat> and you know, I won't get too graphic about it, but I was, I was really getting worried about blood loss and, you know, just, you know, like being an athlete, I was getting lightheaded and, and it was, it was terrible. And, and Is so there a greater risk for infection too. With um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there can be, it's, it's, it's more so actually like a lack of bacteria, which I'll get into later. Mm. Um, but it's more so just dehydration from, you know, obviously the, the, um, bowel movements that are very, very frequent, oh, um, yeah. and, uh, uh, blood loss as well from the, uh, severe inflammation. <clears throat> um, but so I, I messaged my parents from the toilet one day. Um, and I was like, I just, I, I cannot, I can't do this. And so we decided to leave school or I decided to leave school, medically separate. And, um, so I left in, uh, November of 2019. <clears throat> and that was when I basically got home and I decided that I was going to do whatever it took at all costs to heal from this disease so that I could live my life again, you know, so I could go to school so I could do whatever. So I could eat a slice of cake at my wedding. You know, I didn't want to live this life where flares were just imminent and it was only a matter of time before they would come up. And so that winter from November to about February was the hardest winter of my life. It was three months of just the worst flare <clears throat> ever. I had tried something called the carnivore diet, which is, uh, which is eating only meat. Oh yeah. And that worked for a little while, but then things eventually did fall apart. And I essentially was just a hermit in my bedroom. Um, just basically going to the bathroom and then going back to my room. Um, you know, hardly going out. I couldn't exercise. I was pale and all kinds of stuff. And it was, it was terrible. And it broke my parents' heart as well. Uh, so much so that my mom actually kind of forced me to <clears throat> make an appointment with this doctor uh, named Dr. Troy Spurl, who is uh, a doctor up in Egan, Minnesota. And he runs a clinic called the Synapse Center for Health and Healing. And he is a doctor of chiropractic, but he practices functional medicine, which is essentially looking deeper into what the root causes of disease might be and essentially fixing those, which allows the body to heal itself from the outside or uh, from the inside out. And it was a long shot and we had to wait a month for an appointment. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but we eventually got an appointment. And after that appointment, I really felt for like the first time that things were actually going to change. And so we started going with him and it took about a month and a half to actually start seeing results, but it was very, very strange because one day I just kind of woke up and I felt different and I went to the bathroom and things were better and they kept on getting better. Was he part of the whole, the detox thing? That uh, it's to do. It's that was a later phase that comes later. Okay. Um, actually. So yeah, this, at, at this point, like the very early process was essentially diet changes and essentially just kind of trying to put out the fire to just like see what's wrong. Um, and so things were improving very slowly until eventually about in mid April, I started 
you know, having normal bathroom trips for the most part. And uh, by about June, um, I was almost entirely asymptomatic. Um, and I was feeling amazing. I was gaining weight. You know, I made a whole video about this. You can uh, find it on my YouTube channel um, where, you know, I was just, I was so happy, just like so pumped to be alive. And, and so in the summer of last year, we, uh, I decided to uh, get an apartment with a friend. And, uh, so that's what we did. We got an apartment, uh, in Stoughton, Wisconsin. It was great. And the next day, the day after we moved in, uh, I started getting symptoms again. Um, it's always the next day. Yeah. Right. Like the Things. next day I brought my first daughter home. Like, yeah. I'm back at the hospital with C diff or something. Yeah. Always the next day. Anyways. Oh sorry. man, dude. Yeah, no. Like, so many similarities here. Yeah. It was, it was really, it was really strange because things were going so well and I was just like, you know, the momentum was mounting and yeah, the next day symptoms started coming back. And the whole time I was at the apartment, um, things were just backsliding the entire time, uh, uh, to the point where by about November of last year, um, I was back to where I had been before I was back in a terrible flare. Um, that was very similar to how it was when I was at whitewater and my roommate actually got married and left. So I was going to be alone there and that didn't sit well with me. So he actually, uh, left the apartment early. We just got out of the lease like a month ago and, I decided to go back and live with my parents again. And I've made an entire video about this as well. You can check it out on my YouTube channel. It's called ulcerative colitis biohazard. And I watched it again today. Oh, you did just to kind of get ready for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And dude, you're not saying the, well, I guess, okay. You're being very humble about your videos. Cause they're like legit videos. Good production. <laughs> like it's good quality and it's, and it's good. So <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Before man. we yeah. proceed, Drew Vans. D-R-E-W-V-A-N-S. That's your YouTube, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's also my Instagram. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that was absolutely devastating. And I thought that I, I was just thinking about this the other day. Like I, I thought that there was no answer that, that I was just going to be sick forever and that it, you know, all of this was hogwash. And, you know, I was, I, that was a really, really dark, uh, dark spot, you know, uh, uh, December of last year. Um, but my doctor, Dr. Troy, and, uh, also a doctor, uh, named, uh, Dr. Eric Johnson of the, uh, functional wellness and chiropractic center, uh, here in Madison. Um, they basically drilled it into me that there is an answer to every problem that, and that there's never a reason or there's never not a reason that inflammation is, is there. And so I went up to uh, synapse in late December and we basically found out that there was some kind of chemical exposure or toxin exposure in the apartment that was overloading my liver and causing, you know, some kind of toxic dump to erode the mucosa of my colon um, that was resulting in a flare. And so sure enough, we started a um, very intense um, like binding protocol. So with like charcoal and clay and things like that. Uh, and within two weeks, the symptoms reprieved and I was, um, out of my apartment. I was at my parents' house and I was just doing this charcoal and sure enough, things started to improve again, uh, and got back to the point where, um, I was largely asymptomatic again. And, uh, so that's where I am now. We're kind of in the later stages now, cause we have most, most things figured out. Um, 
And we're just, you know, now really moving into an intense detox and uh, re-inoculation phase, uh, which again, I can get into more of the technical stuff behind that when it comes to like actual digestive disorders, but um, it's, it's been a journey and uh, it's, it's, there's been a lot of up and downs. And um, if there's one thing I've learned is that when you're dealing with disease, especially when you're trying to heal it uh, or cure it, it is never linear. And it is, it is always up and down peaks and valleys. Um, and you just have to find the strength and find your will to keep going and believe in something that's bigger than your circumstances. And that's what's brought me this far. And that's what's brought me here to talk to you today. So awesome. Yeah. It's, it's unique to find, um, somebody like you that says they're out to heal it instead. Like usually what you'll hear is like, I want to learn how to live better with it or cope with it. Yeah. You're just straight up like, no, I'm going to go, I'm going to heal this thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's a really, that's not an accepted term in it's bold. Yeah. In modern medical literature, you know, like if, if I were to tell my gastroenterologist, I, you know, I want to heal this thing or I want to be cured. Um, you know, they would essentially, you know, kind of have to sit me down and say, you know, oh, you know, that's cute, but that's <laughs> never going to happen because, yeah. because it's just, <laughs> you know, the, 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 uh, these diseases are, are, um, are, uh, I guess diagnosed as chronic lifelong conditions. And, you know, it's, it's definitely a very, very bold, very, um, kind of, I guess, like risque almost thing to say where, you know, a lot of people actually get like kind of offended when I say, you know, I'm, I'm attempting to heal ulcerative colitis, or I, I, I believe that there is a cure for ulcerative colitis or for rheumatoid arthritis or whatever. Um, because I've seen, I've seen it happen before. There are many, many people that have reversed their colitis or their Crohn's or their Crohn's colitis. And it's becoming a movement now where, we can actually do something about it, right? Like it's not just managing Mm -hmm. inflammation or managing symptoms where there's actually things that we can do and steps that we can take, you know, with our diet or with our exercise routine or our sleep patterns or, you know, our stress or whatever um, that can significantly improve or if not totally reverse the pathogenesis of these diseases. And it's, it's absolutely fascinating. It's something that I've experienced firsthand. And so I, I I just want to tell everyone about it that I can. Yeah. And that's, that's exciting for that specific issue in particular too. Um, is, are, are you saying then that you, I mean, is that specific to ulcerative colitis or do you believe that you can reverse or cure, heal, uh, whatever term there you want to use any chronic illness? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I should be clear that I, I can't do it. Um, <laughs> so, like it's, um, you know, when I say we, you know, I can heal it. It's, it's, it's my body doing the healing. It's, it's, it's God. That's really, you know, ultimately allowing me to do it and, and, you know, providing the means and the knowledge and the way smarter people than me in my life to, uh, guide me in, uh, uh, in, in, uh, uh, doing this, but as far as thinking out loud here, why not? Is it because that's an avenue. Right. If, if somebody says, well, have you tried everything? It's like, 
Well, yeah. I haven't tried to heal it yet. So it's yeah. like, that, yeah. that should <laughs> yeah. count, right? I mean, yeah, so no. before people are like, oh, this dude's crazy or, or whatever they want to say, like, shouldn't that be maybe like one of the avenues to at the very least attempt or look into? Yes. Yeah. Um, no. I, like, and when I say, you know, so here's the thing. There's two kinds of of health problems that people can face, right? There's, there's the acute and there's the chronic. And so we, when it comes to Western medicine, we are the best in the world at treating acute health problems. So if you have a severe C. diff infection, for example, um, we, you know, your best shot of not, of not going septic is being in a United States hospital. Um, or if you break both your legs, um, your best chance of recovery to being able to run again uh, would be in a United States hospital. Um, but the issue that I think we're facing as as a society is we try to take that same acute approach to treating these diseases or to treating these health problems. And we try to use that same approach to treat uh, chronic illnesses and the reason why I think that that's problematic is because it's, it's completely different um, when it comes to how disease uh, comes about versus, you know, how acute illness comes about. Um, so like, for example, I believe that my ulcerative colitis came about from myself having very severe anxiety issues when I was a kid um, because we now know that, chronic stress and anxiety actually causes dysbiosis of the microbiome, which is all the bacteria and microbes that live in your gut. And when you're stressed out for a really, really long period of time, that can actually disrupt that balance of bacteria. And these bacteria are what help you to digest food. They help to maintain the lining of the intestines. They help to produce uh, uh, vitamins and uh, uh, neurotransmitters, uh, which help you to be happy and not depressed. And so if you're stressed and anxious for a really long period of time, like I was, I mean, I started having anxiety and panic attacks since I was like 12, you know, all the way through till I was, you know, like 16 and 17 is when it started to waver, you know, like four or five years, I was very anxious almost every day. And sure enough, right around that time, I started to have some digestive issues that eventually turned into full-blown colitis. Uh, and I think that's just one of the causes um, but things like oxidative stress and things like living in busy metropolitan areas where we're exposed to toxins and pollution and things like that. And our food is very, very, um, uh, I guess not, uh, nutritionally dense anymore. And there's just a lot of factors that can influence our bodies in a negative way that can build on top of one another to where it's no wonder why we're so sick, right? Like, like half, half of Americans, have been diagnosed with some kind of chronic issue that can only be managed, quote unquote. Um, and I think we just need to start taking a better look at the things that God meant for us to be doing, right? Like God meant for us to be eating, you know, a clean whole foods diet. God meant for us to be, you know, outside in the fresh and open air and to not be stressed out all the time with these you know, mundane things like our cell phones and social media. And, you know, like we're meant to be getting proper sleep and we're meant to be, you know, conversing with one another and, you know, having deep and meaningful relationships with people. And right. Like all, all of these things that I have yeah. tried to, 
um, you know, incorporate into my life as a part of my healing protocol have had the biggest benefit in my life. And I haven't taken any medication for three years. And that's what I want to just get that, you know, like get that message out to people is that, you know, even if your condition can't be 100% cured, which I do believe that there are, you know, some, you know, there are people where their condition is, is just so advanced and so, um, so severe that it, it cannot be 100% recovered from, but there are ways that everyone can feel better. And, and it ultimately comes down to just doing the things that your body desperately needs. And that is just something that I'm so passionate about. And that's why I, you know, I'm so passionate about, you know, like exercise and just eating good food that your body was meant to digest. And, you know, just all these really simple things, um, that, um, can really help in, in any circumstances. It's not just ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease. It can be, you know, like rheumatoid arthritis or lupus or, you know, and any kind of chronic pain or digestive issue, whatever it might be. Yeah. Agree. hundred percent. I had this realization yesterday when I was out, I was out for a, like a five mile walk. I really pushed it yesterday. So last night nice. was rough, but nice. I like, I was the only one on the sidewalk most of the time. Yeah. And you're talking about toxins. It's like everybody's driving all the time. Yeah. If you just mm-hmm. said, I just had this little realization yesterday. Like think how much crap is in the air. Cause we're using these big old machines every day Yeah, to yeah. like go Absolutely. buy a new phone or, or something. That's not <laughs> yeah. like, where yeah. is everybody going? You can't all be going to work. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it, yeah like no wonder we're sick. Of course. Yeah. Like why well, exactly why you said, yeah. Well, on the, on the topic of toxins. So, I mean, th- here's the thing. A lot of what I'm saying is, is very, is not accepted from a, you know, modern medical standpoint, you know, like a, a, tr- a treatment method for ulcerative colitis um, does not, you know, a typical treatment method for ulcerative colitis does not involve exercise and diet change and getting good sleep and all that stuff. Like you won't hear that from your gastroenterologist. Um, but a lot of that anecdotally has worked for thousands of people. So just to get into the toxin piece, my, my own experience with toxins and is what I'm uh, dealing with right now uh, has a lot to do with the chemical uh, called glyphosate, which is the active ingredient in the herbicide known as Roundup. Um, not sure. How if, did you find that out? Yeah. So what's, what's really insane is that the year before I got diagnosed, I was working at a friend's, uh, uh, property, essentially spraying weeds and taking care of things around, around the property is a huge property. You know, it's probably like 10 acres or something like that. And I was using roundup almost every day for like a whole summer. And the next, the next year I of course was diagnosed. And then all the way up until 2020, I had no idea about this until it was eventually suspected by Dr. Troy Spurl that I had some kind of glyphosate poisoning because I had mentioned that I had used Roundup four years prior. And sure enough, we did some urine toxicology testing and glyphosate came up as I believe twice the upper limit of where it was supposed to be. And 
on top of that, there were also some petroleum metabolites in there as well. So things from gasoline um, that were built up causing issues in, uh, in my blood and in my body as well. And all of this was causing my liver to be significantly stressed out to where it couldn't even detox the things that were causing the toxic issue in my body. So it was just kind of this like cycle of, of nastiness that couldn't even be removed by my own body that had been accumulated in there about like four years ago, that one summer. Um, and And that's, that's blood and urine that they test at. Uh, it was actually just urine. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, I believe the company uh, is, uh, uh, Genova diagnostics is, um, uh, the company that does those tests, but you do need to get them from, uh, uh, from a practitioner. So, um, yeah, you can't just do them yourself, but essentially what that told us is that those toxins that were built up in my system were contributing to the disease. And those had come into my system four years ago because I hadn't touched Roundup since. And, uh, it's just really, really wild because like part of what glyphosate does is it actually inhibits your body's ability to produce certain enzymes that are used by the body to detox things like glyphosate. So the glyphosate in your system prevents your body from getting rid of all the glyphosate. And so that's not good. And so you need to essentially force your body to remove it by doing things like IV glutathione and, you know, infrared sauna sessions and things like that, which is what I've been doing now. Um, But I think people would really be surprised as to, you know, what can actually end up in your system from the things you use every day. Like, you know, even your deodorant and your cologne and your shampoo um, and your laundry detergent and all these things that seem not, not suspect at all can in fact be contributing factors to the toxic load on your system that ultimately is just a form of stress. And when your body is stressed out, it does not work right. And it can, it, you will feel slow and sluggish and you sure as hell will never be able to recover from any kind of illness when your body is stressed out all the time, whether it's a chemical stress or a mental stress or an oxidative stress uh, or even an exercise stress, you know, like you can exercise too hard and limit your body's healing ability. And so that, that's something that's really, really interesting too. A toxic load is a important thing to point out actually. I'm glad you said that. I actually switched deodorants like six months ago. Oh yeah. To just um I get it at the healthy place. I forget the name. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just natural. There's no see the stuff I used to use was like the alum what is it? Aluminum. Yep. Yep. Aluminum oxide. Yeah, something like that. It's it starts with aluminum. Yeah. And it's like super bad for you and can cause yep. like gynecomastia, which is yeah. like some sort of problem I've had on my right side. And I'm like, well, what is this? And somebody's like, um, what was it? The endocrinologist, I think I saw. I was like, oh, yeah. What mm-hmm. kind of deodorant are you using? That because that really it, like it even messes with your hormones and stuff. Like, yeah, dude, it's, it's obviously like Tide and, you know, Gillette is not going to tell you, hey, may, may mess up your hormones. Yeah. May, yeah. Stuff. <laughs> like, of course. I think that's important. Like even just the gasoline from the cars that are going by you when you're walking down the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the very like obvious example. But yeah, everything yeah. you're talking about combined over yep. a prolonged period of time 
I agree. There's something there. And I think it's yeah. exactly what you said. It's like this toxic load. And when you're, like you said, when your body's stressed, you get stressed. And when you get stressed, your body does worse. And it's just like they kind of feed on each other. Doing exactly. Bad. Yeah. And then yeah. everything's bad. Yep. Yeah. And that's, and that's why, you know, like I, I, I feel for people that, you know, they say they've, you know, I've tried the net, you know, I've tried the natural route. I've tried to change my diet. I've tried this and tried that. And, you know, a lot of times it really just comes down to diet and not being stressed out, like mentally, like those are the things that when I ask people what they've tried naturally, like those are the things that they say. Um, and what I've learned is that it, it just goes so much deeper than that. Um, it's, it's so much more involved than, I mean, food is a huge part of it, obviously. I mean, if you're eating McDonald's, uh, you're not going to heal. Um, uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, like even certain things like, like dried mango for me does not do well. Um, which I mean, you would think like dried mango. Okay. That's a fruit, you know, as long as you chew it well, it should be fine. Um, but there's actually, certain compounds in it that are supposed to be broken down by the liver. And because my liver stressed out, it, I, it doesn't do well. So it causes GI upset and I also get acne from it. Um, hopefully one day I'll be able to tolerate it because I freaking love dried mango, Me but too. <laughs> yeah, it just, go, it, it, it just goes so much deeper than people realize. And that's why I just want to get that message out there that they're, you know, like, so I work at the healthy place, uh, which is uh, yeah. something just want to drop that bombshell on everybody. <laughs> um, but when I write the thank you notes um, uh, for, you know, like same days or anything like that, um, you can always you tell it's from it there. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, it's, month ago. Uh, it's been about a month, actually. I've been, nice. I've, I've been there for a month. Um, uh, but when I write the thank you notes, I always say, um, remember, there is always an answer to every health problem we face. Um, and that's just to help people to realize that, you know, to not lose hope that when things seem hopeless, like where I was back in December, when I thought, you know, cause I had tried to move out on my own and I failed and I got sick. And when you think that there is no hope and that there's nothing left for you to discover that there's no breakthroughs left, uh, there is, and it, 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 it goes so much deeper than you think it does. And I, I am learning new things constantly and it just blows my mind how much there is to uncover and how much there actually is to treat and how much you can improve once you do treat those issues. And, and once you get to the bottom <clears throat> of what's causing the inflammation, your body just is like, wow, I can breathe again. And then things just start happening. Um, and I'm just so on fire for getting that message out to people uh, because I experienced that level of hopelessness myself. Yeah. That's dangerous territory too. When uh, in your video, I think it was number three, I think it was, you were said something like you were asking yourself why, why, and trying to figure out the reasons why. Yeah. Going back on that, do you have, I mean, what would you say to, what would you say? I know what I would say, but what would you say to those people that are wondering the reasons or where do they start? Yeah. Because you can't just jump into, uh, 
I assume you can't just jump into seeing this doctor that you saw and and being like, oh, I want to find out what toxins are in me, or yeah. is that the places? Like, where do you start with, with the people wondering? Yeah, um, where do you start? So, I mean, for me, I I came from a bit of a unique situation because I had just I was willing to embrace whatever would come my way as a result of the natural process. So I, I hadn't taken any medication, you know, any anti-inflammatories for years. Um, so I didn't have any kind of medication that I needed to kind of come off of or, you know, like ramp down. Um, so if, if that's you right now, like you're doing, you know, like Remicade infusions or you're doing corticosteroids or you're, you know, doing some kind of medication, uh, the process may be slower because you will need to kind of ramp down on those. And of course that will be up to you and your doctor to figure out how to do safely. Um, but as far as getting a start, uh, you can just jump right into the functional approach. You can just jump right into doing these, um, you know, urine tests and blood tests. Uh, I did a blood test, uh, which essentially told me that my vitamin D was extremely low. I was very dehydrated, <clears throat> um, I see reactive protein was high, which is something I'm sure you're familiar with. And, you know, all of these things can be done right from the get-go, but you need someone to guide you through. And that was the biggest flaw that I had when I first started out because I wanted to do it all myself. Like I wanted to be my own hero. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, that's just kind of the guy, you know, just kind of the dude that I am. Like, I want to do everything myself. I don't like asking for help. That's kind of one of my biggest weaknesses. But as soon as I was willing to surrender control and find someone that was able to help me get through this, that was when I started winning. And so that, and that guy for me was Dr. Troy Spurrell of the Synapse Center for Health and Healing. And he's up in Egan, Minnesota. So, I mean, he is very busy. So I wouldn't expect to be able to become a new patient with him for at least a month. Um, but getting on his schedule would be my first suggestion, uh, because he is, he's amazing. Um, and he really, really knows his stuff. I mean, he's been doing this for over 20 years. And, um, then there's another doctor here in Madison, uh, named Dr. Eric Johnson of the functional wellness and chiropractic center, uh, who is actually, trained under Dr. Troy. Um, and he's helped a lot of people get well as well. And he's actually the one that I see on a weekly basis. Uh, cause I don't particularly enjoy the four hour drive up to Egan. Um, yeah. so, uh, I see Dr. Eric on a regular basis, uh, and he's helped a lot of people, uh, with digestive issues as well as joint issues and just inflammatory conditions as a whole, but they're both chiropractors. So they're both very, very well-rounded. Um, but that's where I would start. I would start looking for a, um, a, uh, 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 functional medicine practitioner. Sorry, the word escaped me for some reason. And, um, I would start there. I would obviously stick with what you're doing right now to manage your symptoms and your illness with whatever medication you're taking. And then obviously bring that up to them when you go in for your first appointment, and then you'll be able to figure out a plan to actually wean yourself off of that. Um, because that is something that's important because if you stop those cold Turkey, then you might end up throwing yourself in a flare that could land you in the hospital, depending on how severe your, your uh, disease is. Um, so always consider that, but there are things that you can even do without even seeing them. 
Like for, you know, like one thing that I always recommend to anyone that is suffering with digestive illness um, or any, any kind of chronic illness uh, is to take a good look at your diet um, and to really evaluate what it is that you're putting in your body. And so obviously there are like problematic things that pretty much anyone could point out, right? Like if you're eating fast food on a regular basis, if you're eating really junk food on a regular basis, you're going to want to cut those out for sure. Um, but there are some things that aren't so obvious that a lot of people will still eat and then kind of, you know, they, they might be doing themselves a disservice if, if they're eating these things, um, while they're trying to recover from an illness. Um, and a lot of them have to do with the digestibility of the food. So for example, like for me with ulcerative colitis, a really big trigger for colitis and Crohn's flares would be something called insoluble fiber, uh, which is roughage or like leaves. Um, so eating a really big spinach salad uh, while you're in an ulcerative colitis flare for me would be a terrible idea because that roughage or that those, those, that amount of insoluble fiber can actually rip up the uh, sores that are inside the colon. <clears throat> and that can cause more bleeding and more pain and more inflammation and can ultimately lead to a worsening of the condition, which is called a uh, uh, leaky gut. And uh, this leaky gut thing is, is one of the main factors that influences not just digestive illness, but really all kinds of chronic illness um, throughout um, the entire human body. Um, so things like, you know, leafy greens, if you have a really severe digestive illness, like IBS, or especially IBD, uh, I would cut those out completely. Um, so no more lettuce or spinach or cabbage or kale or anything like that. Um, and also nuts and seeds. Um, are a huge problem, at least for me, uh, because again, they're extremely tough and very hard and just rough on the colon and digestive system. And so if you've got a bunch of bleeding ulcers in there and you eat nuts, that could very well be contributing to a, a, a uh, worsening of those sores, which could cause them to bleed more and cause more inflammation. Um, and um, uh, another one would probably be uh, like um, the kinds of oils that you're eating. Um, so I always cook with coconut oil and olive oil because those are generally the oils that are going to contain <clears throat> the least amount of omega-6, uh, as well as just overall be better for you, be less carcinogenic, be less hydrogenated and things like that, especially when they're heated, um, for cooking. And so eliminating things like safflower oil and sunflower oil, um, especially in the foods that you eat. So like, I really love, potato chips. Like those are kind of my, my uh, guilty pleasure that I can still indulge in. And, um, so I always buy those that are made with either olive oil or coconut oil, um, or avocado oil. And, um, those are generally a lot safer for those with digestive issues or really anyone that's dealing with an inflammatory condition. Um, <clears throat> so the kinds of oils that you eat, uh, or even cook with can definitely cause, uh, or be an influence in, um, things that, um, are not good in the body. Uh, and then also just making sure that you get enough exercise, right? And I'm not talking about just going to the gym and, you know, like hammering out like a 90 minute weightlifting workout. I mean, 
if you're dealing with a chronic illness, chances are you're not going to have the energy for that. And, and that's totally okay. You know, you don't have to go run nine miles to get a good workout in, you know, especially like when I was in my worst flare states, I, I couldn't do the weightlifting that I do now. I couldn't run the mileage that I do now or the speed that I do now. Um, and so if you're in a really bad, you know, Crohn's flare or really bad, you know, like arthritis flare and your joints are just killing you, just getting, you know, getting up for a really gentle walk for 15 or 30 minutes. Or, you know, if you have a little like trampoline, just bouncing up and down on that thing for a bit, that counts because what exercise does is just amazing. It has a million different benefits, but one of the main benefits is that it actually helps to shuttle lymph around the body. And lymph is kind of like the garbage disposal or like the garbage pickup of the body. And um, like inflammation can actually become stagnant in the body or in the intestines in my case, um, if you're not exercising regularly. And part of what moves inflammation around the body and removes it from the tissues of the body is the lymphatic system and normal exercise, regular exercise is one of the best ways to mechanically move this lymph and this inflammation around the body and remove it from the tissues that need it most. I'm so and glad so you said that, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and so walking, you know, like bouncing on a little trampoline, just doing like doing anything that gets your musculoskeletal system engaged. Uh, it's a bonus if it gets your heart rate up. Um, but really anything that can, you know, just get you moving. And um, it's also a plus if it gets you outside uh, because vitamin D is, huge vitamin D is, is like, I mean, set like 70% of Americans are, are um, like significantly deficient in vitamin D, D and, and magnesium are like the two. Yeah. 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 And, um, yeah. And so, you know, getting outside and breathing good air, getting vitamin D, getting exercise, that's, that is huge for, you know, like for your body. And that's, and that becomes even more important because when you're, sick all the time, it's really tough to get out there and actually experience life. You know, if it, it really feels like you're just kind of living this, this hermit lifestyle where things are just, you know, like, Oh, this is kind of the way it is now. And I'm just, you know, kind of, you know, sad and then die. And then you're like, yeah, right. Exactly. Here to do. And there's a lot of questions that come up. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you talked about exercise, man. I was going to ask you about, cause you're athletic. You, you were a runner, you were in track, right? In mm -hmm. high school, yep. and you're an athletic dude, and I, I like, I feed on those video, those short videos on your Instagram when you're just hauling ass down the street. <laughs> I'm like, get some, and then I want to like get out and I want to get up and do something myself because yeah, dude. Oh man, I love that stuff. Some people are Thanks. like, oh, showing off. No, it's not. He's not like good. You should show it off. Like, dude, <laughs> do the stuff. Thanks, I love I that stuff because it's like. It puts fire under my seat to be like, what did I do today? Oh, yeah. I laid on the couch so far because it was easy. <laughs> I should go out and like, I used to run 20 miles a week. I used to lift more than I could. Yeah. And especially as a man, limitations suck, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And as a man, you're like, oh, if I'm not out doing my, like you said, your nine miles, or if I'm not pumping 
the weights, then it's not a workout. I might as well just like not. Yes, yes, but dude. Dude, it's exactly what you said. I, I go for a slow walk around the block. That's where I started. Well, first it was like to the stop sign, which is just around the corner. Then it was back. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yep. my God. I was like going up a hundred flights of stairs, but yep. And and then just now yesterday was a f- random five mile walk. I had to pee after like the first five minutes. <laughs> and I went another hour. So it's like you can't yes, go farther. Mental toughness. Yeah, it's like I'm not going back. I'm finishing. <laughs> so I'm really glad that you brought awesome. that up because it that doesn't have to be, especially as a man, we always think we have like something to prove, whether it's yes. to ourselves or I don't know if we're trying to like yes. compare to all these deadlifters on Instagram or whatever. But yeah, a million um, I aspire to just get out in, in the street or in a field and like just haul ass like you were in one of your videos, even if it's for like 30 seconds. And yep. I'm going to hurt a little bit. Like, that's okay. Um, right now, I'm just walking. So I'm doing exactly that. And that's yep. okay. I, I'm, for whatever reason, uh, I got this sweating problem now. But, like, I I, swe- I get a good sweat just from walking. So, like, yeah, yeah. you can do that. And it's, mm-hmm. it's super good. For, I, I feel better this week than I have in the last two months. And I've been walking every day for the last five or six days. So, that, yeah, there's great. something there. That's great. Yeah. No, I mean, that's... I. That's a really, really good point is just the feeling of like inadequacy that I have, I've dealt with quite a bit. Um, you know, when it comes to my illness is that, you know, especially with a digestive illness, uh, when your digestive system is inflamed, it impairs its ability to absorb nutrients. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, um, you know, you see so many people with Crohn's and colitis being very underweight is that they they just don't have the ability to absorb the food that they're eating. You know, you can eat and eat and eat, and then it just, it just goes straight through you. And so I was really, really self-conscious about the fact that I, you know, I was the, I'm, I mean, I'm just not trying to, you know, like toot my own horn, but I mean, I, 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 I work really, really hard and I, I put in a lot of work at the, you know, at the gym and at the track and all that kind of thing. And, you know, I was just completely stagnant in, my progress or sometimes I was even losing weight or, you know, I would have to cut a lot of workouts short because I was just feeling so crappy. Um, and I just felt like terrible. I was like, why, you know, I'm, I'm giving my body all the things that it needs and all, you know, I'm, I'm doing everything right. I'm the healthiest person I know. And I, I still can't make any progress and I'm still, I'm still not gaining weight and I still look terrible and all that kind of thing. And, you know, you just, you really have to remember, that it's a marathon and it's not a sprint. Um, this whole, whole thing that I've been talking about, you know, about healing disease and curing disease and, you know, overcoming disease naturally is ultimately the premise. Um, it is, it's a lifestyle and you kind of have to just get over yourself and exercise because it's good for your body. Um, and, not because it makes you look sexier and because you want to show off in front of people and because it makes good content for Instagram. Yeah, um, definitely pass that. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's, that, that was, that was my, that was my hurdle is, is that, you know, sometimes you just need to get out and go for a jog at a pace that's so slow. It hurts, you know, or you need to just go and do you know, 50 pushups in 30 minutes. And that's, that's your exercise. And that's all your body can take right now. Yeah. Um, 
And that's, that's okay. And because ultimately the benefit of exercise when it comes to chronic illness is not that it makes your muscles bigger is that it aids in the production of neurotransmitters that help you feel better, which helps you feel less stressed. It helps to move lymph around the body, which helps to alleviate inflammation, <clears throat> right? It helps you sleep better. It helps your circadian rhythm. It's so much, it's just, it's just so much more than just exercising because, you know, you want to lose a little weight or something like that, which is good, but it's, it's just, you know, you really have to look at it from the perspective of, why is this good for me and how is it going to help my body function better? And how, you know, how can I love myself today? Right. Yeah. Because ultimately people should be exercising because they love their body, not because they hate their body. That's one of the best quotes I've ever heard um, is that a lot of people go to the gym and exercise to, you know, like lose weight or to do whatever, because they hate the way their body looks. Um, you know, you should go to the, uh, you should go to the gym because you love your body so much that you want to do things that are really, really good for it. And, you know, in the case of losing weight, that's obviously a really good thing. But when it comes to having a chronic illness, exercise is one of the best things that you can do is one of the best anti-inflammatory things you can do. It's one of the best things you can do for your mood, you know, because God knows we all need a mood boost when we're dealing with a flare or whatever. Yeah. Um, even just the rigors of life, man, I'm trying to, yeah. this whole aspect of training for life. Like I used to only train for attraction was always a burn, a bonus, right? It's like when yep. you're 19, 20, you're like, Oh, I'm probably the best I'll ever look. Yay. <laughs> and and then, but, uh, otherwise it was like, I want to make sure when, if it, when it goes down that I'm going to be able to fight and survive yeah. or fight the bad guys. And, uh, be in shape and I don't want to like even or even just like off duty it would be like hard days how am I going to handle uh, yeah. a death in the family or um, actually when I was out for my walk yesterday I went to a place I hadn't visited before which is a couple miles away uh, it's where one of my friends was killed by a drunk driver mm. and just being out there it was like all right like it's it's a place it happened um, but like how, like just dealing with the rigors of life, man, it's not, uh, I think it's exactly what you're talking about is kind of like people are, I have to go to the gym because I want to make gains or I got to get, I'm here because I want to get rid of this gut, which is fine. And like, that's kind of yeah. like, if you have objectives and goals to meet, that's, that's normal. That's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I like, I like this idea. I think what you're touching on too, is just training for life and, and loving yourself and loving your body is very important because yeah. We always love ourselves more than anything, often, uh, yeah. but yet we care what other people think more than what we it's kind of think. You know, it's kind of like this weird. <laughs> a lot of people's like judgments and things they say about us really weigh on us more than what we think about it. And it should, it should be the yeah. same. Uh, it should be the same with our bodies, where we should love our body enough, exactly like you said, to get moving. And I'll say, the body in motion stays in motion. Yeah, the more I walk. True the more I want to walk, it's kind yeah. of like the more disciplined I am with my diet and my routine in the day or like homeschooling the kids, the better it is the next day. But as soon as I stop or I have a lapse in discipline lapse, uh, you know, get lazy or something, then the more I'm not going to feel good and not going to do this stuff. 
Yep. Yeah. It's it's all it's all about uh, uh, momentum and you know carrying that carrying that through um, because I mean when you can build up momentum, there will be hard days, but when you have that momentum on your side, you can just barrel through that wall. And it's, I mean, once you've been doing it for like a year, you know, like you're consistently doing something for a year, it's like, it takes a lot to stop you at that point. And that's something that I've experienced with my exercise routine, as well as with my diet. You know, I have a very, very restrictive diet, um, which is something that I just, I, I do for my health. Obviously I do, you know, it's part of my protocol. Mm -hmm. Um, but it like, it doesn't phase me anymore. You know, that I, that, that, that I eat the same three meals every day, you know, that I've been doing that for a year. Um, and that I can't, you know, like cheat ever, you know, I haven't had fast food in two years. I haven't had junk food in a year. Um, it, it just, it, it, it it just becomes a part of who you are eventually. (laughs) Like, uh, it's a, it's a really, really strange thing that where, you know, at, at one point, something that seemed completely impossible and absurd and ridiculous is now a part of your life. Um, and that's just kind of, you know, again, it goes back to that lifestyle where, you know, this is just something that you have to decide to do. You're going to decide that this is something that you're going to do one way or another. Yeah. You made a serious choice. Help me understand the detox thing. Yeah. Um, are, are you detoxing at all times or are you still detoxing or, or is that a thing that already happened? Yeah. Um, again, or I mean, it's like many times, how does that, like, what did you have to do also? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really, it's an ongoing thing. Um, okay. I mean, I've, I've low key been doing it since I started the protocol. Um, well, I mean, your body is, is constantly detoxing, right? I mean, we live in a very, I mean, I'm just going to say it, you know, like we live in a very, shitty toxic environment I mean, it's just Naughty it's words. it's really like it, it's really it's true the though. truth yeah it's 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 true you know i mean we eat out especially of, springtime man all the all the roundup and weed killer stuff and yeah yeah I mean, coming right around yeah, the corner people yeah. spraying their lawns people you know exactly. I mean, you walk behind a lawnmower for an hour you you know eat, you, you warm things up in like you know a plastic mm-hmm. container or things like that and all all of these things contribute to the toxic load that your body has to deal with. And so we walk through life and our liver, thank God for our liver is constantly getting rid of this stuff. So it's constantly producing enzymes. It's constantly binding things uh, and shuttling them out of the body so that it doesn't kill you essentially. Uh, So your body's constantly detoxing. The thing with me and the reason why there's a detox phase in my protocol, you know, because you would assume that you know, oh, your body's just going to detox normally like it always does. But the reason that there's a detox phase for me is because my liver was impaired. Um, you know, it didn't have cirrhosis or anything like that, or, you know, it was, it, it was essentially just inflamed and very stressed out from the severe toxic load that had been on my system for years. And so, you know, that's why I had very severe acne for a while. And I still, uh, I still deal with it a little bit. Um, and obviously it manifested in a lot of digestive issues and all that kind of thing. But my liver was essentially really stressed out. And I also had like a low level kidney disease on top of that. So both of my detox organs, my kidneys and liver, um, were very, very, um, ill as well. Um, like liver enzymes are very, very elevated. And, um, 
So we had to take care of that problem first and really help to get the liver and kidneys functioning well again to where they could actually do their job. And so that was, uh, that was part of it was essentially removing enough of the uh, glyphosate to help the liver be able to do its job essentially and detox the things that it, it uh, needed to get rid of. Um, but even still, the liver and kidneys wouldn't be able to do it all on their own um, because there's just too much built up in there. Um, I mean, they probably could do it on their own, but it would take like 10 years. Um, and so you can actually help it along by providing it some of the things that it actually produces naturally in very big quantities to aid your body in removing all of those things by itself. So one example of this would be receiving um, IVs of something called glutathione. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of glutathione at all, but no, I haven't. Yeah. So it's actually, it's referred to as like the like master antioxidant or the, like the ultimate detoxifier. Uh, it's something that's produced in the liver and it actually is capable of detoxifying up to a million different free radicals and toxins in the body. Like many of which aren't even known or discovered. Um, and so this is through IV fluids. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, it's an IV of, you know, obviously like a saline solution, which is infused with glutathione. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's typically, I want to say like a thousand, thousand milligrams or something like that. Um, but yeah, it just goes right into your bloodstream. And this is something that's typically produced by the liver, which aids the entire body in detoxing all this crap that's in our, in our environment, in our diet, but you're essentially just giving your body free glutathione that it doesn't have to make itself. And this helps tremendously in the detox phase of this whole protocol and really helps to speed up the entire process. Um, Another thing that is critical in the detox process uh, is IV saunas, which I mentioned that before. And that is essentially just sweating a lot. And uh, a lot of times toxins can actually be excreted through your largest organ, which is your skin. And that's why I have a lot of acne still is because I am very toxic and the liver is slow and sluggish. So it has no other choice, but to push all this crap out through my skin. So I have a lot of acne on my neck as well as uh, my back as well and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so sweating through not just IV saunas, but, uh, exercise as well, um, can really help to actually draw a lot of these free radicals out through the skin. Uh, and there's also, um, other like immune benefits to it as well. And it's actually like, you can receive a, a similar heart benefit to an IV sauna as you do from like 30 minutes of cardiovascular exercise, like moderate cardiovascular exercise, uh, which is really interesting. Um, but the broader point is that the action of sweating and just that excretion of fluid from the pores of your body can help to draw toxins and free radicals out of your system. Uh, so I do that probably two to three times a week. Uh, I try to get, did you say IV sauna? Oh, sorry. Um, uh, IR sauna. IR sauna. Yeah. Yeah. An infrared sauna. Infrared. Okay. So that's different from a normal sauna. Yeah. It has like an infrared light in it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, um, I mean, 
that the red light thing? The red light yeah. therapy? Yeah. So, so it's, I mean, the infrared sauna is different from a normal sauna in that it just uses a different method to heat the air. Um, the effect is the same. So, I mean, if you have a normal sauna, it would work just as well because it's the action of sweating that does the detox. It's not the method of heat. Um, but uh, the infrared sauna is generally just a lot easier to work. I mean, you literally just like flip a switch and it turns on. It's, you know, like you don't have to worry about rocks and water or anything like that, or, you know, having to actually create the steam yourself and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but so, yeah, that's, uh, that's another aspect to it. Um, and then exercise, which I've already uh, talked about at length, it helps to shuttle uh, lymph around the system and helps to remove uh, inflammation as well as toxins. I mean, that's kind of the job of the uh, lymphatic system. Uh, and then the uh, fourth point to it uh, is using a broad spectrum binder. Uh, so essentially when you free up all these toxins and you, you know, like detoxify them, they have to go somewhere. And a lot of times they'll, um, they'll actually be like excreted through um, your stool. So you'll, you know, kind of poop them out or you'll pee them out uh, through your kidneys. And sometimes these toxins, if they sit in your colon for too long, they can actually be reabsorbed into your body. And this is obviously, yeah. And this is obviously a problem, especially if you deal with constipation. Like if you're trying to do a detox protocol and you get constipated, um, all that stuff, that's like all that toxic crap that's sitting in your colon, like literally crap. Um, it can just be reabsorbed and then all your hard work was for nothing. Um, which is a huge problem. And so taking these binders, which are charcoal and clay based, um, not sure if you've uh, heard of bentonite clay and charcoal. Um, yeah. So these things are actually like, they have a really, really high surface area and the particles are incredibly porous. And so when they come into contact with these free radicals, they get absorbed and bound up inside these particles so that when you poop or pee it, um, they don't, uh, um, that come out instead of staying in. Yeah, right. Exactly. Nice. Um, and so that is the general approach for a detox protocol is supporting your body with the, uh, antioxidants that it needs. So, I mean, glutathione is one, um, I guess you could do like some kind of French, um, French grapeseed extract maybe, but I mean, glutathione is generally the most potent antioxidant, um, and, uh, uh, detoxifier that we have. Uh, and then you'd want to do like some kind of sweating, which is a way to just kind of flush things. out. I mean, it's not as good as glutathione, but it will definitely help. Uh, and then exercise just helps to keep things moving. And then you use charcoal and clay binders, specifically the one that I use uh, is called GI detox, which is uh, from biobotanical research incorporated. Uh, that's the brand. Um, and that will help to bind everything and keep it in one place so that when you poop, um, it all gets removed and, uh, can't do any damage to the mucosa of your intestines. So, um, that's the general approach. Uh, now how long it will take just depends of course, upon the potency of the materials in your system and how long it's been there, how much there is. Um, for me, we're estimating that it's, it's probably going to take about like another year, um, of just solid, consistent detox you know, heavy approach to actually have some long-term resiliency and benefit. 
Um, but it's definitely been working quite well. I mean, things are definitely trending in an upward direction, but we just have to continue doing what we're doing. And that's, um, that's the gist of it, I would say on a basic level. Tell me about the time you, in that YouTube video you made, you said you were feel, you felt like the biggest liar about you made this video. Yeah. (laughs) Some information and, uh, what was that all about? Yeah. Um, so that just, again, kind of goes back to where I felt that, um, you know, like when I was initially making my series, you know, and I had recovered the first time, like back in the summer of 2020, uh, I felt that I was, you know, that I had found the answer, you know, that I, that, you know, like diet and all this kind of stuff was all there is, you know, like we hadn't even looked at, you know, the whole toxin issue yet. And we hadn't like, I hadn't even considered how significant that would be. And so I thought that I had found the answer. And so I, you know, I had told everyone about my protocol and how it worked and, you know, how it was going for me. And I thought that that was, that was what I eat in a day or is, uh, was that, no, that was the, um, uh, my ulcerative colitis protocol video. I think that's like a three minute video. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I given everyone, you know, what I thought was the answer. And then something that was unexplainable happened that caused me to flare. And so I, you know, the answer that I had given to everyone turned out to be, well, I thought had turned out to be just complete nonsense. Um, and I was, um, I was very, very scared that people were going to see this as an example or as, as a way to, you know, kind of crap on the, on, on the whole, um, you know, like functional medicine approach and to discredit everything. Yeah. Yeah. Really just discredit it as kind of quackery and not, not real. And, and I, I felt like I had lied to people that, you know, like I get messages from people a lot that say, you know, like your videos give me hope or they give me life or, you know, they save my life or whatever. And, and I felt that I had given them a false hope. And I felt that, um, that I had, uh, I had lied to people that were relying on me for quality information. And I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a really crappy feeling, you know, like, dude, yeah, like, I know. Yeah. Going into I don't, a flare. And, yeah. I don't think you lied though. Like my, my take on that, that was a very important part for me and I'll tell you why in a second, but yeah. cause, cause you, I think you made a call with the information, the data that you had at the time to, to yeah. the best of your ability. That's not, I don't think that's a lie. I think that's just like, there's more to it. And that's why, like in the beginning, I said, your stories, I want to hear more of your story and how it all came to be because it's still unfolding and you're still yeah. mm-hmm. learning like probably every day. You get a little bit, just pieces of information that over time you're putting together more and more stuff. Yep. But I, I think, and I think that's going to happen again. Not Not necessarily like, you miss this huge piece of, um, you know, the, the chemical toxicity, nothing like that. But like, even, even I go through this It's like six months from now, I could look back at podcast, whatever, 40 some and be like, yeah, I was totally wrong about this or, or there's yeah. more to this, or I didn't hit enough on this or, or maybe even this podcast, like two years from now, you're going to be like, Oh yeah, I made that podcast with that guy. And, uh, I didn't even know like this part. 
And yeah. I could have said that like you're always learning. So I don't I don't think that's bad. I think that's good. Yeah. I think it's good. It shows your drive. It shows that you're learning, especially that you were just open with a, w- about it that you're like, "Oh, I feel like the biggest lie," which is like obvious that's that's a normal reaction. And I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to like pat you on the back, make you feel good. Maybe I am a little <laughs> bit, but <laughs> but <laughs> but it's true, man. Um like you you we can only make the decisions and share the information with the, you know, to our best ability with the information and the data that we have and the experiences that we have right at that time. Exactly. Uh, like months from now in the future, we're going to know more than we did today. That's just normal. Yep. But part of this, why this also stood out to me is kind of like you, your realization that you're having was that, uh, and I don't want I don't really know how to word this, but what how are you going to deal with if you're doing all the right stuff, you're doing all the right things, and a flare comes out of the just out of nowhere. And yeah. and you're not you think you're detoxing just fine, you're doing all the stuff. What's your next move there? Have you anticipated that? Yeah. Cause yeah, I think that's... I think there's going to be some things down the road. Um that come up just and i think setbacks i yeah. don't think like oh you're doomed of course but yep. i think there's going to be setbacks yep. um, what's your take on it like how are you how are you prepared for that or are you expecting that or are you not expecting that do you think that that's done yeah i mean um that's the million dollar question i mean that's that's kind of what i was asking myself for a while uh, i mean i'm sure you know, everyone that's recovered from IBD has, has asked themselves this before. It's like, you know, what if, you know, something, yeah. What if something does come up? Like what if a flare comes out of nowhere and I can't explain it and there is no explanation. Um, and I mean, I don't anticipate that there will be a problem that cannot be solved because I, I've been there. I've, I've, I've experienced that that feeling of hopelessness to where I don't think there's an answer to this problem. And well, sure enough, there was, um, I, I don't anticipate that there will be a flare that comes up that I won't be able to solve. I do anticipate that there will be setbacks, not necessarily a setback so severe that it lands me back to square one or lands me back in the hospital or whatever, or sorry, lands me in the hospital. I've, I've never been to the hospital for UC. Um, but I do, um, I do think that if that time comes where, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, we're like metal meets the metal and it's, you know, there is something that is just completely unexplainable, then I will be the first one to be forthcoming about that. And to say that, you know, I don't have an explanation for this and I can't recover from this without, you know, medical intervention. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, um, yeah, of course. Not. And, um, but as far as what I believe to be true and what I've experienced and what I've seen many, many other people in my situation experience, um, flares that come up, uh, always have a reason. Um, and it's not just digestive flares either. It's flares of any inflammatory or chronic condition, right? They're like people that 
have issues with inflammatory, you know, conditions of their joints or their, you know, their thyroid or whatever. And when things flare up, it may not, um, the immediate cause may not be apparent, but at the end of the day, if you have the right person in your corner, that's smart enough to know what steps to take to figure it out. I think that there always is an answer. And, you know, again, I could, I could be wrong, but I don't believe now after all that I've seen and experienced that there will be an unexplainable flare that I'll experience. Will um, will there be setbacks? Um, yes. <laughs> um, I mean, like I, I have setbacks all the time. I mean, most of them are very, very mild. Um, you know, I mean, that's again, the healing line is not linear. Um, you know, I've had two major, major, major setbacks that have essentially taken me back to square one. Um, but I mean, every day, I mean, I have little, I have little setbacks. I have little, you know, like mini, mini flares of my acne or, you know, like little, you know, like, Oh, my digestion is, you know, a little bit worse today, or, you know, it's been a little bit worse the past few days. And then, you know, like, but just like for the past, like three weeks now, I've been almost completely asymptomatic. Um, and then, you know, like just a couple of days ago, things were a little, not so great. I mean, not, not bad at all, just, you know, a little bit, not so great. And again, that's just kind of the way that things go, you know, like when you, when you take this natural path, you have to be resilient enough to be able to withstand all of these failures and all of these uh, setbacks and to be able to get back on your horse and just keep moving forward. Um, and you can never give up. Um, you have to get very, very clear about what it is you want and simply resolve yourself to not stop until you reach that goal. And this could be, I mean, it's different for everybody, right? I mean, this could be like being able to eat whatever foods you want. I mean, like once I'm, you know, once I've achieved my definition of healing, I'll be able to indulge in whatever foods I want about, you know, 10 to 20% of the time. You know, like if I want to go out with pizza with my friends on the weekend, I can do that. So long as the other 80% of the time I'm eating very, very clean and, you know, strict and healthy. Um, So you have to get very, very clear on what you want. And that will help you to be able to withstand these imminent setbacks and failures that are going to be coming. Because if you choose this path, and if you decide that you are going to pursue this functional medicine route of healing your chronic illness or going after your chronic illness, um, you have to be ready for some of the hardest days of your life. Um, But if you and, and, and I'm a firm believer that, you know, the Lord Jesus is what really got me through some of those really, really bad days. Like, I mean, just I, like I've, I've, it was rough for a while. How did you, uh, that was kind of my next thing is how did you, when you were in the, the darkest part, how did you pull yourself up the first time? Yeah. Um, I, I don't really know. And that's the thing. I don't, I didn't, it was just kind of a blur and 
I mean, it was, I, it was numbed by just the, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to make myself out to seem like this, this dude that's like, you know, suffered immensely. I mean, I, I have, I have suffered, but I, you know, in, in, I don't in comparison, in comparison to someone, you know, like, like, like Jordan Rubin or something, you know, like my story is, is not, you know, as, as insane as his, but, um, I really do. Yeah. <laughs> I really, humility is mean, good. That's good quality. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it's still for you. It's important though. Yeah. Right? yeah I mean, it's no, not going to not be important for you. It was, yeah. And it was a thing it was real. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and pain is, is absolutely relative. Um, but I think that in the darkest times of my life, um, where I was just going day to day to day, just trying to not bleed out essentially was how I was feeling. Um, I was essentially just relying on this hope that had been put there by God would be my number one, um, source of, of hope that, you know, he a solid foundation of faith. Yeah. That, that he, that he made my body and that he ultimately knows what's going to happen to my body. Um, and that, you know, nothing is, is out of his control, but B, uh, was the hope that was put there by others that had been in my situation that had made a full recovery and, and that had been worse off than I was. Um, you know, like Jordan Rubin, uh, for example, I don't know if you know, uh, know him at all or are familiar with his story, but he had uh, Crohn's colitis. Um, he was diagnosed around a similar age as me right now. He was in, uh, he was in college and he was so sick that he was whittled all the way down to, I believe 98 pounds um, down from like 170, 180 pound athlete in college. Um, he was going to the bathroom, I think maybe 30 times a day. Um, his parents shelled out six figures worth of money over a couple of years, just taking him to different specialists all across the United States and even in different parts of the world. Um, he was so weak. He could barely roll his own wheelchair. Um, the inflammation spread from his digestive system to his joints, to his eyes, uh, to his mouth. Um, he like could barely keep food down. I mean, he was, he was on the verge of dying. Um, <clears throat> and one day he told his mom to take a picture of him. He was at his worst. He was at, I think he was like right around hundred pounds. He was at his worst. And he told his mom to take a picture of him. And she was like, I don't want to take a picture of you when you look like this. I feel terrible. And he said, I want you to take a picture of me because um, the world will not believe what God is about to do in my life. And sure enough, like a year from that point, um, he had recovered enough to be able to work out on the beach. Um, he had gained a lot of weight. He looked, um, you know, he looked amazing. He gained a lot of muscle back. Um, and he's been healed now for, I want to say like 20 plus years. I think he's in his mid forties now. Um, and he just talks about this stuff all the time. He's in, in, um, collaboration uh, with Dr. Josh Axe. And um, he is just a tremendous inspiration to me because he recovered literally from death's door. Uh, and it all stemmed from this terrible digestive illness that spread all throughout his body. Um, and so people like that and people like Kenny Hannes and people um, like, uh, uh, like Stephen Root, uh, who's another guy that's recovered from ulcerative colitis and has been healed now for a few years. Um, 
them putting their stories forward and them putting all of their information forward and putting it online, which is something that I'm doing now, um, is really what brought me through a lot of these dark times. Because ultimately, I knew that what I was going through was exactly what they went through. And now they're able to live life and go on vacations and eat pizza and stay up late and drink alcohol or do whatever and live not. Yeah. And live and not, and not have any worry about their illness at all. It's a, it's a thing of the past. And I knew that help was on the way that I had an appointment with a doctor that I was confident was going to help me, but ultimately all that was prone to failure. And so the only thing that was constant was my faith in God that he was going to that not that he was going to take care heal me, that he was going to take care of me and that he was going to see me through to whatever the purpose of this illness was. Awesome. Is that the objective of your channel then is kind of do that same thing that those people did for you. Yep. Exactly. Other people. That's exactly. Okay. Yep. That's, that's, that's the reason is that, you know, I want, uh, I love it. I want people to be able to see that content and, you know, if they're in a really bad spot in a couple of years to be able to see my entire progression from the time that I started to where I had a really severe setback to the time that I got over it and made a, you know, made a lot of progress. And then, you know, eventually, you know, I hope to record the very first time that I have a slice of pizza and put that on YouTube and I'll watch it and that'll be, uh, yeah. That, and that'll be, uh, um, eat it with you. Amazing victory. Hell yeah, man. Let's do it. That's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, that I think that's important to see that there is life after the bad stuff happens and, and see it often because people sort of, they don't sort of, they, for, we forget like all the stuff that we've already conquered or like overcome in our yeah. life. Yeah. And, and then when the next bad thing happens, if if we forget that again, we're going to have a bad time. We need to remember like, all right, I already made it through this, 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 and you can go back yeah. in time. And then that makes the, the next thing really not so scary. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know that, like you said, you'll be um, taken care of. You won't get the zap from the Lord per, per se, but you may have the tool. You will be given the tools or have the tools necessary to be able to withstand it and yes, uh, and at least attempt overcoming it. Yep, exactly. That's awesome, man. I like I like what you're doing a lot. Thanks, dude. And your mindset's yeah. great. That, I hit all my points. I don't know if you had anything else that you wanted to add or that uh, we hadn't talked about, but yeah, like um, going. I mean, I guess, I guess. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I think I've touched on just about everything that I wanted to is just that, you know, kind of getting my, uh, my main, uh, main message out there is that, you know, you don't have to be sick and, um, you know, there, there are, you know, I know that the natural route Mm -hmm. is, you know, can seem a lot, you know, like to a lot of people as, you know, kind of pseudoscientific and, kind of quackery and things like that. But I mean, yeah, just check, you know, check out my YouTube channel, check out, uh, you know, Kenny Hannes. He's an amazing resource on YouTube. He's a lot more popular than me. He's a lot smarter than me. Um, he is a terrific guy. He's actually going, uh, uh, to medical school right now. 
Um, and he's going to open up uh, his own practice somewhere, probably in Texas, I think is where he lives. Um, but doing this whole functional medicine thing. And I actually hopefully plan to become a doctor as well. Um, and I, I want to do this for people and to, you know, become a practitioner to help treat people with chronic illness. And, you know, I just want to get this, this message of this movement out there that, um, you know, if, mm. if you are looking for something better or, or you are struggling with your current treatment method, you know, you're getting infusions of medication or you're doing anti-inflammatories or whatever. And, you know, things are still, you know, things are still rough for you. Um, you know, there, there are answers and, uh, there is hope. Um, so if you want to DM me, you know, you need to chat or anything, you want to vent to someone that, um, has been there. Uh, you can, you know, of course, DM me, my DMS are always open on Instagram. Um, and, uh, you know, me and David and, you know, everyone that is in this, in this bubble, you know, we're all, we're all here for each other and we're all here together. And, uh, that's, that's my message at the end of the day is that we're all here for each other and we can get out of this word. I agree. We, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put your YouTube and your um, Instagram in the link in the description of the podcast too, so people can find you. And that's Drew Sweet. Vans. Sweet. D-R-E-W-V-A-N-S on YouTube. <laughs> and yeah, we are here, man. We, we are here and yes. we're ready to fight. And we're, uh, quite frankly, um, well, and you probably experienced some of this too. Any any chronic illness or or thing that kind of prevents you, especially when you're, or I'm just gonna say, especially when you're shitting your guts out, and I've been, yeah, there, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you can't do much. Um, yeah. And friends and kind of people to support you are hard to come by, and sometimes yeah. you lose them. Sometimes people just straight up go, you know, yeah. and that's fine, or you have to let them go because they're just mm-hmm. not conducive to your healing or or whatever yeah. it is. There's so many different scenarios there, but, um. Yeah, uh, Andy and I are here, like he said. So, well, thanks for coming on, dude. This yeah. has been fantastic. I appreciate all your insight, your information, your experience, explaining Absolutely. things to me that my uh, otherwise preoccupied brain fog brain can't comprehend. Sometimes <laughs> clarifying things for me, <laughs> I forget. I'm more forgetful now than I ever. Pain is very loud, so like it's yeah to hear in there sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah, and um, and yeah, and and if you want, um, I mean. I am just the messenger. I mean, I, you know, none of this was discovered on my own. You know, I, I, I found this, you know, all through articles on the internet and also through people that are much smarter than me, um, namely my doctors. Uh, so again, it's Dr. Troy Spurl of the Synapse Center for Health and Healing. That's in Egan, Minnesota. And then Dr. Eric Johnson, who runs the Functional Wellness and Chiropractic Center in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, those are my two resources. Um, so I would definitely recommend uh, if you're serious about it, that you contact them, you look into uh, uh, making an appointment with them, uh, at least for a consult, you know, so you can maybe start to get to the bottom of, of you know, what's going on and so you can start feeling better. So that would be, you know, the way that you could actually learn some more about this. And also there's lots of information out there on YouTube and online as well. So that would be where I would start if you uh, want to get more information and hear more. Speaking of assembling a team you can go to findyourhealthyplace.com yes yes <laughs> <laughs> and use coupon code victory save you 20% get yourself an arsenal of supplementation yes also go to wildtheory.com wildtheorycbd 
for any of your CBD needs. Coupon code VICTORY, 20% there. Shipping's free for both those entities. Also, check out Resin Therapy Studios. Get some cool stuff for your house. That's uh, Sarah White Eagle, who's on the show, makes that stuff. And Lit Beard Company for all your what would you call that hydrated face needs for your face? <laughs> <laughs> facial beard health beard oil better known small business and with with, with these things uh find your healthy place while they're all this i always say support it supports the podcast support small business and supports yourself so look into that thanks for tuning in everybody we'll see you next time and until then stay in the fight Thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you heard something that inspired you and that you continue to tune in. Feel free to reach out to me on social media or by email. Also, if you're in a position to donate, I have a Patreon account set up to support this podcast and the community behind it. Whatever you're going through and whatever your situation is, stay in the fight.